is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231, as we launch into another three hours of fun and excitement here. Again, taking your calls about anything. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We'll start out by going right to your phone calls and then got a couple emails, and maybe we'll talk about the polygamy people out in Texas. Uh, but first, we go to Sam in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Sam? Hey, Ian. Hey, Mark. How are y'all? Super. Hey. What's on your mind tonight, Sam? Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I've been listening to Free Talk Live for a year and a half or so on the Internet. Okay. Excellent, sir. And uh, the October shows that y'all have had have just been extraordinary. Really? Really? Why? The Saturday Pumpkin Fest show I thought was just awesome. I probably listened to that thing five times. Was this us uh, arguing over whether or not the people should have been po- smoking in uh, Central Square? I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree with the word argue. Let's, okay. let's use the word debate. All right. It's the um, same I thing. Find, I can find points on both sides of your, of of y'all's opinions on that. All right. And last night's show, especially the extended hours, and I know that a lot of people on the radio don't know about the extended hours, what was talked about, but. That was one of the most important shows I could ever have imagined hearing. Really? Certainly from my life. My life. So you just like to hear me yell. Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> well, now, what, why specifically? Why was it so important to you in your life? Last okay, I'll, I'll answer that. And if you could, while you're answering it, explain for our radio listeners what they, uh, what they were missing. Okay. Um, the major portion of the extended show last night um, dealt with family issues and people who do not understand you in your family, and whether or not you should um, give them priority after a certain point of understanding. Is that a fair assessment of, of your standpoint, Ian? I, I think so. I think there are people out there that kind of have this traditionalist behavior of, well, they're your blood re- relatives, and so therefore you need to and, extend... And that was Gardner's opinion, their that, blood. Right, that you need to extend to them some sort of special treatment beyond how you would normally treat anyone else in your life, and I firmly disagree with that. Um, okay, and, of course Mark, and, and Mark's opinion on that was that eventually, at some point in your life, you're going to feel bad about that treatment. Is that a fair assessment, Mark? Pretty much. I mean, I'm not of the opinion, uh, you know, neither one of us is going to take the extreme on this opinion. I'm just sort of, probably, I believe in a certain more deference than Ian does. Okay, then let me answer Ian's question on why it was so important to me, and you're going to see the extremes. Okay. On my 12th birthday, on the way to a birthday party with all my family gathered, I told my dad to stop the car. I wanted no more of it and take me over to my mom's house because they went through a four-year divorce and I was the weapon in between them. I did not have any contact with my dad until he literally had to come into town to sign the papers for me to join the military because I was joining so early. I did not have any contact with him for probably a good eight years, completely no contact. In my mid-20s, um, because my mom did something that's you know, beside the point for the conversation, but it was important to me, um, I literally stopped all contact with her for six years. Um, now, my mom and I get along fine, 
my dad and I um, were both very strong-willed, so, you know, we battle heads. Mm-hmm. And so I understand where both of y'all are coming from, and um, I agree with Gardner's statement last night when he said that parents are trying to find their way, too. Mm-hmm. And, and now, I'm, I'm at a little bit of a disadvantage in that I'm not married and I don't have kids because I was the weapon for a four-year divorce. I've, I've, I knew not to do that to my kid. And so that's, that was the position I've taken in my life. And I think that age and time um, do, will eventually, to some degree, and, and I'm not attacking Ian here, but I think there will come a time in Ian's life where, or in your life, Ian, where you will want to be able to um, be, see the pride in your mom's eyes. Now, that's going to require changes on her part, too, and, and it really does. I was in a conversation with my mom and my grandmother one time. And I was telling my grandmother, and boy, she used to say, why does, why does Sam always think about these things? I was telling her that the law had just changed where children who were a minor could get an abortion without their parents even knowing about it. The judge has signed the order. And my grandmother said, that's not true, that's not true. And my mom said, um, Mom, that, that really is true. And my grandmother's response was, well, that's not the world I live in. <laughs> now... It's, and I saw it with other portions of my family where, you know, at certain portions in their life, they didn't want to know about any new technology. Yeah. And, and these are the things that, I mean, I deal with now. Um, I'm 44 years old, and I've seen the progression. I've been through large portions of my life where I had no contact with this person, no contact with that person. I understand that those are very valid during those times. Um, both sure. on on your side and both on their side. They're at that point in their life where they don't want to think about these things because they may be focused on, my God, you know, I'm never going to get Social Security. I may need to, you know, just focus on not making waves and get some money built up so I'm not, you know, a burden to my family. Whereas the younger person, such as, you know, between me and my grandmother, the younger person has still got the fire in the belly, they haven't been beat down as much. Um, yeah. But, yeah. but you know, I, I will say honestly, um, everybody that's out there listening, uh, no kidding, these shows have been awesome in October, and if you don't go to to Podcast Alley and vote, boy, um, you've <laughs> Aww, done a thanks, great Sam. disservice this, this month, more than ever. That is so sweet. Um, I'm glad really it's worked it. for you, Sam. I, you know, I, I can't tell any difference in how the shows have been. But I don't feel like I've done anything particularly. Uh, I have unusual. gotten some response on last night's uh, the last night's show. People do, you know, they are moved one way or the other by, uh, you know, Ian's stance and my stance on, uh, you know, how you should. You know, be with your family and that kind of thing, and and certainly I've gotten you know there, there's responses on both sides, and Sam. I'd like to say that that I believe that Ian has moved more towards the center, um, and if, if the center is uh, reasonable and the extremes are not, um, then he has moved more towards this over time, and he's uh, you know beginning to see it. So you know that that's how I that's how I view what's going on. Sam, and, your, and your final thoughts? I think go ahead, Ian. Uh, I just got your your phone's kind of jittery. I think you, are you on a VoIP line? No. Oh, okay. Uh, um, I, I, Mark, I agree with what you just said, and I think it really just has to do with time of life. I've said for a long time in my life 
that it only takes one second for the entire world that you live in to change, where the air that you breathe is never as sweet and, and you'll never laugh as hard, and that's when you find out that your mother is dead. Mm, yeah. Um, and, and for me, that's true. But, you know, everybody has their time in their, in their lives, and all three of you gentlemen last night were very correct, and it really just depends on, your t- on the time where you live you know, your stage in life and what your, your, what your values are at that time. When you're 21, you know, you're not, I mean, I was there. Um, you're not so worried about calling your grandmother. And, uh, you know, I, when Ian was talking about that he enjoys talking to his grandmother, that was never something that was big on me, but I wish I'd talk to her now because... Me too. I, yeah, because, <laughs> you know, my grandmother canned everything on this planet, and she grew hundreds of pounds of food in, in basically a two-by-two two plot. I don't know how she did it because I'm trying to do it now. <laughs> yeah, you can't consult with her. Hey, Sam, it's been great. I appreciate the call and the thoughts uh, tonight. Thank you. Going to move on here at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. We did get into a discussion on the extended edition of the show last night uh, about people's relationships with their family and you know what is and what is not appropriate uh, to, to do as far as if you've got some disagreements or worse than that, some some you know danger between you and uh, and a family member. I think there. I think that your response has to do with how they're treating you, and I want to get back into this here in a little bit at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And you know, Mark, what's interesting is uh, my mom is a little bit more uh, open minded these days because. Well, her team's not in the White House anymore. Hmm. 800-259-9231. So, you know, I'll take it where I can get it. I'll take the closer relationship wherever I can get it myself. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, podcasters. FTL has a new advertiser with a somewhat unusual arrangement. They're paying us for people that fill out their online form for inspections for their basements. You won't believe how affordable a dry, usable basement can be, and FTL gets 50 bucks for... Everyone that fills out the online form at basement.freetalklive.com. 500 bucks off, a lifetime warranty, and a free water watch alarm. Just go to basement.freetalklive.com, click on free inspection and estimate in the upper right-hand corner, fill out the online form, earn FTL 50 bucks. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And the features on the site include live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, a dial-up version, even a webcam, all free for you. Plus, the brand-new Free Talk Live listen lines are available at 217-238-6220. You can dial that anytime, 24 hours a day, day or night, from any phone that can dial long distance. And, of course, long-distance charges may apply. 217-238-6220 for the brand-new Free Talk Live listen lines. And if you don't, if you didn't get that number down, you can always just go to listen.freetalklive.com. And we've got them right there for you as long as our live streams and everything else. Uh, so I want to tell you briefly about the Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime. It's right here in New Hampshire with hundreds and soon thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people who are getting active for freedom. Where else would you want to be? Is there a real burgeoning, growing, significantly growing liberty movement near you? Are oh, you... go ahead and lie to yourself. It'll be fun. Yeah. 
<laughs> but that's what you're going to do. And eventually you'll come to the conclusion that you're in the wrong place and that the place to be is here in New Hampshire amongst hundreds and, and as I say, soon thousands of uh, people will be here. And there are new people moving into New Hampshire every single week. It just is getting more and more exciting as time well, goes on. So. You know, one one thing that, that sort of bothers me about the whole thing is we say hundreds because the website says that hundreds of people have moved. Have moved. Those are the However, ones that have reported moving. Yeah, right. They've reported moving. They have decided that they would tell because part of the, the statement of intent that you sign as sort of a, a vow to move, as it were, mm-hmm. does not say once I get to the um, Free State Project or once I get to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project that I will tell the Free State Project that I have moved. It doesn't say And that. libertarians tell tend towards the the privacy minded i i do too and they i i honestly see no good reason why anyone would why, why you would say the word free state project once you've moved to new hampshire as you've moved as part of it there's really no good reason you may you know get together with some of the activists as a, a friendship sort of thing sure and some people do say they know a lot of people up here that haven't reported in that they've moved and you can take i know that people as... that have haven't signed up that have moved and haven't reported that they've moved so i mean they're not even part of the free state project but they've moved for liberty those are useful anecdotes but since you can't actually quantify uh, quantify that number of people for me it's i i feel safer just going with the right, official hundreds. numbers there could very well be thousands though i don't There's believe just, there are thousands because if there would be if there were thousands i think there'd be a lot more change happening a lot faster personally I, you know you don't know because um originally when the free state if project there are thousands was, there are thousands of people not doing much right understood but the the sort of the original idea of the free state project was essentially to move and vote and maybe give some money and write a couple of letters to the editor that kind of thing just to be people that cared about liberty and move them here 20,000 if you move 2,000 super activist types here it would have a huge effect that has not happened but you know you didn't sign up to be a super activist that's true and I don't expect most of them to be I expect the 80-20 rule is going to be in effect uh, and 80% are going to do not as much as the 20% will do that's just the way things tend to be in life Yep. So uh, so come on up here and be either part of the 80 or part of the 20. We, mm-hmm. We'll take you either way. Uh, and go to freestateproject.org to learn more about it. You know, we can come back to the family topic, but people are on the line here. They've got something to say. And polygamy still to come. First, it's Victor in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Victor. Victor? Hello, Ian? Alex. No, there's no, no, Alex, no Alex here. here. You're, you're talking to oh, Free Talk Live. So what's oh, on your I'm mind sorry. tonight? I thought I was uh, calling Alex Jones' show. I apologize. Um, I wanted to ask anyone uh, about uh, the Zeitgeist movie and uh, whether you guys think that uh, the beginning of the Zeitgeist movie with um, the religion is uh, is a valid point. You know, they, I know that, you know... Can you recap what the point is for our listeners that don't know what you're talking about? Yeah. Um, well, basically, uh, the Zeitgeist movie is in two parts. There's uh, the part with uh, religion at the beginning, and they and they discuss how religion is basically keeping us enslaved. Uh, it, it's part of our brainwashing, and and the second half of the movie is about the Federal Reserve and how that's keeping us enslaved. Mm-hmm. But but our misguided religious beliefs is just keeping us in that sort of paradigm and allowing the Federal Reserve power to. To really do whatever they want. Sure, there are and, certain uh, establishments uh, that have been created for the purpose of controlling mankind, and many of them have been very, very effective. And I, I think, think that, that um, I think that Christianity. I know that Christianity was originally basically a religion that was contrary to the Roman government, Roman rule. It was a it was a protest religion to uh, you know Roman imperialism. 
however, co-opted since then, huh? Right. Well, however, once the Roman emperor Constantine then decided that that was his religion, he do, and he sort of changed the empire itself. It has since then become a religion of, and I'm only talking about what it's become. I'm not talking about Christianity at its roots or what it was at one point um, or what you can choose to make Christianity for yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying what it's grown from is a, a religion of control, a religion of uh, domination, a religion of guilt. Right. And organized religion, I think, in general is about controlling people. I, as a general statement, the larger I don't know much about other religions. religions, but it seems to be the case to me. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I would say that the, the, the first part of Zeitgeist for me was the most, most interesting. Uh, it's an interesting film, and it's available free online at, uh, I think you can get it on Google Video. But uh, it, it was most interesting to me as somebody who formerly was an atheist and probably was still considering myself an atheist at the time I was watching that, just looking at the comparisons they were drawing between uh, the Christian religion and many of the religions that preceded it, uh, looking at the comparisons between Jesus, the, the story of Jesus, and you know the, the sun god, for instance. There were some amazing and striking, um, really revealing comparisons that Right, were I made. think there are 17 uh, cor- corollaries between uh, Jesus and uh, uh, and Oedipus, actually, they use Oedipus as the, uh, the 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 number one Messiah story or whatever to compare these uh, you know these stories to. But I don't think that just using the term religion and saying religion is about control is I don't think that's really accurate. I think it's the organized religions that are the dangerous ones. I think that I think that uh, there's nothing inherently wrong with having beliefs about the universe and you know what it all means. If you to choose you. to call, call God Christ, that's fine. If you want to people to, uh, you know, if if you're willing to harm people, throw them in jail or do whatever, because those people don't believe in your magic book, that's something entirely different. So, Victor, did we answer your question? Yeah, you did. Uh, you, you gave uh, you gave a lot of good explanations. But um, you know, when I think of the movie, the Zeitgeist movie itself, um, you know, it had a strong impact on me and a lot of other people. Um, you know, the the Federal Reserve sort of. Um, having all this power and all this financial power and keeping us in debt, which, you know, just represents uh, future human labor that, that we all have to work for to pay off this debt that we can never repay. And then, and then you know, the whole religious part at the beginning was kind of like, it, it was almost, um, it was more of a shock to me. And I, I, I've always been agnostic. I just, you know, I don't know. I just say I don't know. Yeah, true. You know, it, could be, it could be either way, I don't know. But, um, you know, and like you said, there are other stories about the sun god, and there was Gilgamesh. Oh, I could were... see how that that initial section of that film would be shocking, especially to somebody who, you know, is an adherent to an organized, you know, the organized Christianity. I could definitely see how that would be shocking to them. But at the same time, it was also, you know, shocking to the point where hopefully they'd keep watching it because it certainly was uh, was very iconoclastic. Thanks for the call tonight, Victor. Appreciate hearing from you, even though you didn't know who you were calling. 800-259-9231. We will take your calls about absolutely anything. You can take control of the airwaves here tonight. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Your calls about what you want. Also, the latest on the polygamy situation in Texas. We've got an update on that for you. Uh, We'll share it with you if you get a chance, but your calls are primary, so make them at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. 
See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give the features on the site for free, and they include updates. Just get signed up over at updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list, and you'll be clued in whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Once again, that's updates dot freetalklive.com and free talk live has teamed up with M&S Press to offer you the only complete writings of Lysander Spooner if you're interested in buying this very rare set you already know who Lysander Spooner is and how influential he was to the liberty movement you can purchase this 2800 page 6 volume set bound in library quality hardcover and delivered to your door for $335 these uh, volumes were printed quite some time ago. Uh, it's you know so all there are are the amount that they have, and they're sitting in boxes waiting for you. But when the last one is sold, and this is the first advertising they've done on them, when the last one is sold, the last one is sold, and they're not printing anymore. So you'll have to be then hunting on eBay for these very, like I said, very rare sets. Basically, they were intended to be sold to libraries, um, and at this you know rate, three hundred thirty-five dollars, you can imagine, but. If liberty is important to you in the history of liberty, perhaps you want to have 2,800 pages of Lysander's 34 work, Lysander Spooner's 34 works. Just go to spooner.freetalklive.com. That's spooner.freetalklive.com. As we go to your phone calls about what you want, let's talk to Seth in Florida. Seth, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. How you doing, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Seth? A <clears throat> um, friend of mine and I are trying to come up with a website, and we're trying to come up with a name. Um, and it's actually not even the full part of the, uh, the main name. It's more the tagline. It's a Liberty website. Uh, but I wanted to know, how did you guys determine between free and Liberty? Obviously, I guess free rolls off the tongue better, free talk live versus Liberty talk live. But what do you think really is the difference between the two words? And why would you choose one over the other? You mean the difference freedom, between freedom and Liberty? Yes. Or, or even, you know, yes, freedom and liberty, correct? Well, I think that free, yeah. um, free is a, a much more amorphous word. There's, uh, you know, somewhere between, uh, you know, a freed man and a, and free beer. And, uh, you know, so that, that makes it a little more difficult. Free Talk Live was not, uh, was basically named as, um, you know, it was, it was something. It's open it was a, phones, yeah, really. Yeah, that, that's what it was. It was the idea was to, to show it was open phones. Right, we the intention was. The, we weren't the same show. Eight years ago when we started, Ian? Is all, is seven, seven, seven years. years ago when we started that we are now. So, I mean, right. it was an entirely different Well, well now, point of information, while I was certainly, I considered myself a libertarian at that time in my life, um, and I no longer would use that term for myself today, but while I did consider myself a libertarian at that time, um, the formation of the show had to do with the format um, in that we were taking phone calls from anybody about anything. So that was where the, the concept of free talk came from, and since we were live, it seemed like it was obvious to, uh, to add that on to the end of the show. Um, so certainly wasn't a whole lot of creative process that really went into naming this program. Um, but, you know, I guess it's a little more creative than the Ian Bernard Show, which is what my name was at the time, uh, or the Mark Edgington Show. So, I, and that's one thing that I never really liked about talk radio was that it was also personality based about, yeah. 
every talk show, almost every talk show, with the exception of Coast to Coast and some of the weekend, you know, specialty shows. I admit I'm vain, but gosh, naming the whole show after yourself? Yeah. Um, you know, for, for me, that was something I didn't want to do, so I wanted to come up with something alternative. So I guess to that extent, there was a little more uh, effort put into naming our show than the average talk show, which just takes on their host's uh, moniker. Uh, but no, it was never intended to be a show about liberty, and it really still isn't a show about liberty. It's just that we're both, you know, rabid liberty-minded people, and so inevitably our viewpoint is going to come across. I got you. Well, uh, well, for instance, it's the campaign for liberty and not the campaign for freedom. So again, what is really the difference between the two? You, you know, you're saying that freedom just encompasses more kind of than mm, liberty does. Well, that would be Mark's answer. I, well, I, to some extent, I think that liberty. Um, I. <sighs> I think liberty sounds like a more responsible term to me than yeah. freedom. I think that people think of freedom as, as just like and libertine, yeah, chaos, that kind of thing. If if you just talk about total freedom, complete freedom, if you use if you put those adjectives in front of them, um, that you know, liberty just sounds to me more responsible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I can um, do my I favorite. Guess, Go ahead. You often, uh, Ian, you often say that. Um, uh, voluntarism isn't anarchy because there's you, it's not that you don't believe in rules. Um, there are, there are like a few kind of you know life, liberty, and property. I guess are the, the three main rules for volunteerism. Would that be correct? So it's not like it's total anarchy. You can just do anything to anybody. Correct. Well, I think that's what anarchy connotates, and if we had an anarchist on the show, a self-proclaimed anarchist, I'm sure they would uh, begin you know, correcting you on what they really believe that, uh, that anarchy means. But I think that in, in its popular ter- uh, terminology or popular connotation, uh, it connotates a lack of rules, it connotates chaos, even though it may in point of fact not be defined by, uh, by that. And voluntarism is a much more positive statement. I mean, anarchy is without, right? A, if you put the A in front of something, atheist, without theism, or anarchy, without rulers. Without without rulers, or kingdom, or king or queen, I guess. Right. So, you know, I started to, um, I I used to consider myself as anti-government, for instance, but then I became more of a a positive mindset and would use more of a term like pro-liberty. Or, you know, in the case of anarchy, I would prefer a term like voluntarism because it defines what my view is. You know, anarchy is just without rulers. For me, my view is that all human beings should interact with one another on a voluntary basis, uh, you know, based in consent instead of coercion. And, And I think voluntarism is better at explaining that than a term like anarchy where, you know, that that doesn't really have that same meaning to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So uh, would you say then also that uh, you believe that liberty maybe has even a more positive connotation than uh, freedom does? I also, um, you know, when I'm I'm just thinking about the term freedom and what it means to people in their normal use. And when you think of free-range chickens, you think of chickens that are able to, you know, to to run about in the yard and things like that. However, Mm -hmm. they have a range that they're allowed to go. So freedom... People still consider themselves to be free, and perhaps they are in this this limited culture because you're free to do whatever the government says you are. And uh, you know, I'm 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 so I'm just thinking here. I think that liberty has a more broad sweeping uh, a term too, although it has carries think, more responsibility. It's just I, it's it, just in your head. Really, it is. Right? It really is. And that's what we're talking about here because I'm looking at the dictionary and I mean, the definitions synonyms. are the same. They're synonyms. No, they're not the, exactly the same, uh, but they're they're pretty much synonymous. The two of them. So yeah. really, it just depends on how you feel about the term and which one. And I think you're right, Mark. Probably the term liberty seems a little more intellectual, a little more cerebral. But beyond that, I I think they're pretty interchangeable. Well, if you if you tell somebody that you believe in freedom, they're likely to say, "Well, good. So do I. I live in a free country." Um, whereas if you tell them that you believe in liberty, they they probably take a moment to think of what does that mean, and then you have an opportunity to talk to them about that, perhaps. I don't know, Seth. How do you feel? 
That's oh, I was talking with my friend, and we both kind of agreed that liberty sounds more old-fashioned, and freedom is more sort of a modern wor- uh, word, kind of used a lot in the '60s and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, people might relate to freedom a little bit better than liberty. I mean, if we're if we're trying to you know g- gain a new a more audience. Either um, way, you still have to. It, it, that may be true, but you also still have to identify an audience that believes they are not free or at liberty. So there's so, because there are such a large amount of people in this country and around the world that have been told, you know, not necessarily all, all around the world, but in places like the UK and here, uh, where they've been told they are free. Many people believe it, and so I I don't know if either one of those words would have a greater effect on somebody who doesn't, someone who does already believe they are free or at liberty, even though they point of fact are not. Uh, the, uh, the the slogan would be uh, the home for freedom activists and freedom addicts, um, as opposed to the home for liberty activists and liberty addicts. And I, I guess one advantage of freedom is that it's less syllables because it's already kind of a lengthy. That's a good point. Slogan. Is it is it possible that you can use one for the um, home for uh, freedom advocates and liberty enthusiasts or whatever the term is that you said? Oh, maybe use both. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess you could to, to get everything. Sure. Maybe yeah. I don't. I don't know that there's an advantage or disadvantage. So what's the website going to be exactly? Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like our, uh, local, uh, local daily poll, you could say almost. Um, it's going to be sort of a, in a blog format. And, but, uh, we want to go beyond that even a little bit. And, uh, another, uh, title that we have on there, it says, uh, dedicated to freedom for Orange County, Florida, the USA, the planet Earth, the Milky Way galaxy, and the known universe. <laughs> we want, we, we, we want it to be real tongue in cheek. What's you know, the city really, in Orange kind of County? A, a, li- a libertarian answer to Stephen Colbert and John, uh, John Stewart. Oh, so you're down there in Orlando where the uh, the Greyhound Shakedown uh, went down. Uh, hey, good luck out there, man, and thanks to, uh, for the call, and good luck with your website at 800-259-9231. The more liberty and freedom-oriented sites online, uh, the better, right? 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Morsels. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com. A balanced diet is important, but so is the occasional treat. Working with your kids to bake a dessert from scratch helps them to appreciate it even more, and it keeps them from resenting having to eat their veggies every other day. Plus, baking is a perfect excuse to spend time with your kids, since just being together is a treat. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in, toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, and if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by simply voting for us. We still need your votes, even though it is the remaining portion of this month. We ask you to vote on a -a once-a-month basis. And I think, Mark, what are we up to? About 1,000 votes now? Getting close to 1,000 votes, I think? Yeah, well, um, you know, (laughs) that's how many we have, but it only matters how far we're separated, really. Right, and we are not separated by very many, so we still need need you to go and vote for us at vote.freetalklive.com. It is a quick process. All you need is your email address to verify you're a real-life human being. Uh, Vote.freetalklive.com makes a big difference for us because being number one on the podcast alley voting charts means that more new people find the show which means that more new people discover the ideas of freedom so head on over to vote.freetalklive.com as we continue taking your phone calls about anything it's dave in montana you're on free talk live hello dave howdy i got a little good news on the journey of the decriminalization of uh hemp okay sure 
Montana today uh, issued a permit for a farmer to plant 160 acres of hemp. Wow! Next year. Now, now, okay. Point of information: the federal government has announced that they are going to stop the medical marijuana raids that they've been doing. And I don't know if they believe what they're saying, but presuming they actually stop the medical marijuana raids, does that mean they'll also not raid uh, hemp growers? Or are they still going to? If if this, if I this... think that's I think that's the sentiment here. They're they're going to test it. Okay. Because in Montana, it's legal to grow hemp. Oh, that's great. But uh, the feds would come down on you, so I think they're going to test it. They're, they granted this uh, farmer on the east side that uh, Montana's divided by the Continental Divide, and if you live on the west side of the Continental Divide like I do, you refer to the other side of the state uh, by referring to it as the east side. Gotcha. Is there a rivalry? Is there a rivalry between the west and the east side of Montana? Do your high school football teams play theirs? There is only because you know where the state taxes go. Because only one third of the state is the west west side of the divide, and that's like the mountains and the woods. And the other two thirds of the state is just the big open grass prairie lands and farmers and. Now, so which I've heard, isn't that what government does? I mean, government just divides people. Yeah. Hey, hey, Dave, I've heard that, and I don't remember where I heard it, but I've, I think it was actually Will Buchanan from the Walk for Liberty as he was walking across the country from Oregon to New Hampshire, and he passed through Montana. As, if I recall correctly, he said that he got a distinctly different flavor from the people on one side of Montana versus the other. Have you heard about that, Dave? Are, are people on one side of the divide in Montana, the west side versus the east side, are they just nicer on one side? No, I, I think all Montana people are really nice. Okay. I really do. All right, that's but good to know. The west side has a lot of... People coming from all over the United States for skiing and the outdoor thing and the rafting and the hunting. But the east side, the bigger part of the state, is, you know, like uh, people that's been there for generations, you know, that have their farmlands, that, you know, hard workers. And so there's kind of maybe that sentiment that, you know, that these are all the newcomers and they come over there. Gotcha. Hey Dave, will you keep us up to uh, keep us in the loop on this uh, this situation with the hemp? Will you? Yeah, uh, I think you might be able to get it if you know you check out the Montana State News. I've been trying to. F- I'm going to leave it to you, but Dave. But it was on the local news today. They talked about it on the. And how many acres was it? A hundred something. Hundred and sixty acres. Hundred and sixty acres. I, I wish them the best of luck. I hope it works out for them. And I thank you for the call and the uh, the update tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That if that works out, that's that'll be awesome. I don't know what to expect though. I, yeah, I, really I mean, don't. I, you know, I I don't know what's going to happen either. I sincerely hope, but I think that they'll leave it. I think they'll leave them alone. Let's continue here. You know what they should have is uh, the sheriff of that area should arrest the federal agents if they try to come in and they uh, and enforce that damn federal law. I don't see law. why he wouldn't. Well, because they're scared and because they get money from the feds. He he ought he ought to uh, he ought arrest to. anybody who's coming in there and breaking the state laws. Let's continue and go to. I believe Gene is on the line in Tennessee on the amp line. Hello, Gene. Well, hello there, guys. I thought I would call you up and correct you about. Uh, your misperceptions about Christianity, but first, uh, we love that. I vote. I voted for you on the uh, uh, the monthly vote. Thank you. And 
my wife voted for you, although she doesn't know it yet. Excellent. So, <laughs> anyway, um, thanks. Yes, Jane. your misconceptions about Christianity, because earlier I heard Mark say that uh, that Christianity uh, was responsible for uh, control or uh, obsession. Uh, uh, Oppression or something like that. I, I think can't that remember the exact word. What I, was, what I was trying to get across, and I'll uh, restate and we'll, we'll see where, where we go from here, is that um, Christianity at one point was a, re, uh, was a religion sort of of, uh, you know, uh, rebellion to authority, uh, to, to an illegitimate authority, and it has turned into something more like um, obeisance to that, to that, you know, essentially the same authority. And in actuality, you are correct in that because. To think, uh, and a lot of people think of Christianity as being the oppression of people, and certainly that it was for a phase, but it initially started out as a religion of freedom, because that's uh, that's what Christ taught. And so, as uh, if you look at what the original intent and the original teachings were, it was certainly about freedom and. Uh, uh, of rebellion against authority and questioning uh, uh, the, the status quo. And even if you look into the Old Testament, you will see that uh, in many of the writings there, uh, when the Jews first wanted to have a king like everybody else, they were rebuked by God. Yeah. They said, well, you know, why do you want to be like them? Uh, you know, that's the wrong path to take. But they wanted to take it, so supposedly he let them take it, whatever that... Uh, However, that came about. Now, Gene, know, uh, you... I certainly don't take every word that's written as being a hundred percent accurate, but I think the flavor is basically accurate. I think that the uh, that that the sense of what is being said got portrayed, even though maybe some of the details didn't. Now, Gene, so, you are a uh, you're you're self-proclaimed Christian anarchist, and mm-hmm. I think you've mentioned in the past that you are unchurched. Is that the case? Uh, at the current time, we are sort of. Uh, there's a church that I like to go to here. That's a, it's actually a Methodist church. I'm thinking of maybe seeing if I can find a Quaker church, but I, I don't. I've never seen one around here. How do you find but, them, Mark? I mean, because you just kind of Quakers. How, yeah. How do you find the Quakers? <laughs> well, um, if you go to uh, if you Quaker.org ought to take care of that for you. But, really? Uh, okay. If oh. you search your local oh. area and then Quaker, you ought to come up with something. I'll give that a try. Very good, Gene. Um, anything else you want to share? Yeah, there's a big story going around. Um, uh, it's actually a buried story, and I, I've been trying to find a little more information about it, but I would like to put everybody on the uh, watch for this because it's something that everybody should be interested in, and yet uh, CNN and MSNBC and those are not covering it at all for some reason. And that is the um, the big uh, head security guy under Giuliani, the New York uh, head uh, honcho of the police agency there. I don't remember. I don't, I'm not thinking of the term. It's not uh, attorney general, but it's the head cop of the state or the city of, of New York City. Okay. And he was nominated for um, Homeland Security, and that only lasted for like a couple of weeks before he was investigated for some kind of criminal nature. And now his uh, bail has been apparently revoked and he's locked up. So here we've got a head honcho guy that's supposed to be in charge of uh, law enforcement who apparently has gotten his hands uh, caught in the cookie jar. And yet 
there's nothing on CNN, nothing on MSNBC. Huh. You've got to dig through the archives to find anything on this guy. And he was just put in jail as of how recently? Well, you know, I, I'm, I haven't properly researched it, so I'm hmm. just, uh, you just mentioned if there was something else that I wanted to bring up, and this was certainly it. And I need to spend a little more time researching it, but I do believe it was just recently. All right. Well, let us know as you um, find out, Gene. All right. Thanks. Maybe on a future call I will talk to you Sounds about Sounds good. That. I anyway, appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. And that does tend to be the case where the uh, the mainstream media isn't exactly focusing on the most relevant or pertinent stories. You know, it's it. I find it very interesting what they do focus on. Patrick Swayze died, though, this year, and well, that was really important. There's that, but the most recent one is these pilots over shooting, shooting Minneapolis by 150 miles. Is this like today? No, it's, it's last week. Okay. Um, and I know you don't tune in to the regular news. I heard but something about it. I, gosh, I find it compelling. What were those guys doing in there? What was going on in that cabin? I want to know. They didn't I, crash the plane, did they? No, no, no. They just overshot Minneapolis by 150 miles, which in airplane time isn't very darn long. Hmm. Apparently, they were checking emails and websites and stuff. Maybe they were having a little uh, sex action there. Who knows? Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Take control of the airways. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. Launching into the second hour of the program, you can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's in with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. To the phones and the fun, it's Frank in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Hey. Yeah, it's interesting. I wanted to. St- I have a, a comment to make, but I wanted to clarify the liberty versus freedom issue. I think you have to realize that liberty is the personification of freedom. You know, the concept of freedom, such as the figure. Uh, liberty leading the people in the uh, French Revolution, or mm-hmm. uh, during the Revolutionary War, the uh, broadsides that featured lithographs of liberty being a woman leading the patriots against you know the oppression of the king. So that's that's an important concept that wasn't really brought up. But, Interesting uh, observation. I to say too regarding religion that all uh, monotheistic religions. Uh, tend to be regimes of oppression and oppression, repression and oppression. And through the lenses of sociology, anthropology, folklore, linguistics, semiotics, and literary theory, we're able to 
understand the meanings within a specific historical context. Uh, and that fosters tolerance through multiple interpretations and understanding that within any translation there are errors that exist linguistically as well as culturally. Sure. So and uh, and purposefully. I mean, they're also... And purposefully, right. of course. So it's interesting because religion within an orthodox framework uh, is a unique vehicle that allows for uh, dividing men and women from men and women, uh, tribes from tribes, cultures from cultures, because it is all, but it's impossible to prove or disprove the existence of a god or the meaning of a god. And we have to realize that all religious texts are written by men, for men, yet we always say that they're written by God or they're God's interpretation. Uh, What's very interesting about it is that is a vehicle for oppression and control that functions beautifully. And the only way to deconstruct religion is to understand that religion uh, has to be understood as metaphoric or a metaphorical interpretation regarding religion and culture and history. And then it becomes sort of an interesting vehicle for enlightenment. But if you don't get to that point which orthodoxy seems to prohibit, then it's just a vehicle for conflict and disruption and hatred and death. And I think we've seen that in the, uh, you know, in the limited history we have over the last 6,000 years. I don't know what I can add to that. Well said, Frank. Yeah, it really is. I, 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 can't, I can't add anything to that either. Any and I want to say, too, that polygamy is always a fun topic. It's very entertaining. <laughs> oh, you haven't so even gotten to it yet. discuss more of that. Thanks, Frank, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Let's talk to Dwight in Idaho. You're on Free Talk Live on the amp line. Hello, Dwight. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I wanted to talk about a fallacy that I see libertarians fall into all the time, including myself, fall into it frequently. Okay. And this is the burden of proof fallacy. Um would you go to a doctor and, and the doctor gave you a pill and said, you'll take this pill until you can prove to me that it's safe or that it isn't safe and then you can stop taking it? No. Right. So the status will say to you, well, you'll take the state until you can prove to us that it doesn't work. And we fall into that that fallacy where we have to prove that the pill that they're giving us is dangerous rather than them having to prove that the pill that they're giving us is a good pill, which is the point. way all of medicine works, it, 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 all of science works. Logically, what you're saying makes perfectly good sense. And when you find yourself a logical person, you use that argument on them. <laughs> well, people are, are inherently illogical. That is, that is true. Uh, however... Uh, just like you wouldn't allow the doctor to give you the pill, we shouldn't allow the states to give us the state, right? Well, unfortunately, they're going to give it to us whether we like it or not. That's the that's the problem there. It's there's no real choice involved. It's true. The doctor doesn't hold a gun to our head, and I guess that is the the major difference. But I thought I just wanted to point that out that when we're having our our discussions and and we're uh, we're talking about well, how are roads going to be handled, or how are you know all these minutia of of libertarian thought. Uh, we get caught up in those minutiae because we need to, what we really need to say to these people is, well, look, uh, libertarianism may not have all of the answers, but the state has none of the answers. All the state has is violence, and there's got to be a better way. Thanks for the call tonight, Dwight. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Let's continue with Kevin in Minnesota. 
Kevin, you are on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Thank you for taking my phone call. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I called in a couple of weeks ago, and I apologize for not getting back sooner, but I wanted to bring into play that with all these growers that are continuing to put the uh, struggle forth of trying to get the hemp or marijuana, which is actually cannabis, mm-hmm. back into the realm of reality, we have to tip our hats to White Plume on the Pine Ridge Reservation back in the 90s, who was the first major advocate for planting hemp in the uh, fields of his reservation, trying to bring upon a poverty-stricken area into a new uh, realm of sustainable and economical basis for supporting his family. Now, is this an, uh, an American Indian? Uh, yeah, Native American. Well, I would, I guess I would say a Paleo-American, Okay. Um, <laughs> just for lack of better terms. But, uh, yeah, this gentleman tried successful, well, unsuccessfully three to four different times where every time he planted and just around harvest, the DEA came in and mm. either burned his fields or threatened. Uh, the last time I heard that they sequestered the plant and said that if anybody was to touch the wild cannabis growing on his farms, that they would be immediately arrested and thrown into federal prison. What a lovely, and, uh, lovely group of people. So compassionate yeah, of, they are. Of course. And so he has a bunch of wild cannabis growing in his fields, yet uh, it cannot be harvested whatsoever. And periodically the DEA shows up and plucks some and burns some, and then they always throw the... Uh, the photographs in the local media saying, look at all of this cannabis being growing, and God forbid if this was to get out and free. And it's quite ironic that the DEA are able to uh, distinguish the difference between cooking poppy seeds and poppy seeds for opium, yet they cannot distinguish a cannabis grown with THC or a cannabis grown for the benefit of the plant itself yeah it's an interesting observation because indeed uh hemp as it is called is essentially a version of cannabis that doesn't really have any significant level of thc in it at all you you couldn't even smoke an entire plant and and get high off of it i mean you'd die of smoke inhalation before you started to catch a buzz so uh you're you're right and maybe it's not because they can't tell the difference maybe it's just because oh yeah they can tell the difference right maybe it's just because they're still uh you know essentially blaming jackballs well, yeah, and maybe they're still beholden to the, you know, the the corporate interest that got the marijuana prohibited or the cannabis prohibited in the first place. Well, absolutely. And one thing that I really want to point out is that, you know, uh, there are 300 different strains cannabis, and out of all of those strains, they can be grown with a THC factor to them. So for people to say that hemp and cannabis are cousins is actually false hmm. that they're the same plant and it's the cannabis plant, just depending on what the strain is. But uh, thank you guys for what you do. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate the call tonight at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's talk to Matthew. I believe we have Matthew on the line in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi, gentlemen. Mark and Ian. I want to um, talk to you guys about... Um, uh, 
Mark had Mr. Schultz, I believe he's from the Liberty Freedom Alliance, on one of the Mar- uh, Mark Edge interview series Yeah, the, uh, about a week ago. It was Ed Schultz, and he's from the and We the People. No, 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 no. Bob Schultz. Bob Schultz. Ed Schultz Bob is a Schultz. talk show host. <sighs> Got the name Hey, wrong. Matthew, we're going to bring you back. We'll t- continue the conversation here in moments. Uh, more with Matthew. Your calls as well about whatever you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Bob Schultz from the We the People organization. Yes. And I guess we'll talk a little more about your interview series as well, Mark. More come up. It's Free Talk Live. If you're paying more than $14.95 per month for DSL, you are paying way too much. It's time to make the switch to DSL Extreme, the nation's number one internet service provider. DSL Extreme is fast. And at $14.95 per month, it's cheaper than dial-up. Plus, you get free spam protection, a free modem, and 24-hour-a-day free local tech support with no setup fees. Restrictions apply. Call 1-866-2-GET-NET. That's 1-866-2-GET-NET. Or go to DSLExtreme.com. Talk Live, you can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where we give you the features totally free. The Shrine of Female Listeners is one of those features. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com. You'll see dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video to show they are indeed listeners of Free Talk Live. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com. And if you're a lady listener, you can get involved. And if you're not a lady listener, enjoy. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Sigle CAI is the business of uh, Jason Osborne, who is the you know, number one principal sponsor of Free Talk Live. Um, if you <clears throat> have a business or know somebody who does, uh, they handle accounts receivable, and they can uh, let you focus back on, well, what you got in business to do, which wasn't collect bills. It's SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. Let's continue. Matthew is back with us in California. Matthew, you're, you're calling in reference to an interview that Mark did, I guess it was last week, with Bob Schultz. Sounds from- right. Uh, from the We the People organization. We've had Bob on the show in the past. He was uh, live with us from the Liberty Forum a couple years ago. I think the the New Hampshire Liberty Forum of 2008, perhaps, is when we met up with him. Uh, but the We the People organization is an interesting uh, group of folks that's out there. They're fed up. They're sick and tired. They're fed up with the uh, the federal government, and they're willing to – many of them are willing to actually withhold taxes uh, in order to get a bunch of questions answered that they've had – that they've been asking for, well, probably like a decade now. And they've never really gotten a responsive answer from the government on their questions or questions about uh, the uh, the legitimacy of the income tax, the war in Iraq, and various different things that they disagree with uh, that the government's doing. And essentially what they uh, have said is that based on the you know the First Amendment and the Constitution, the right of uh, redress, uh, freedom of speech, and the right to redress grievances, uh, they're saying that essentially the – the, the question about what it means to redress grievances has never really been answered by the Supreme Court, at least until recently, where the Supreme Court refused – correct me if I'm wrong here, Mark – the Supreme Court refused to hear a case that was heard and decided by a lower court yeah. uh, that essentially – Right, the federal circuit? Yeah. Anyway, the, the lower court had decided that, uh, yeah, this right of redress of grievances, it means that you can uh, tell us what your problems are, you can ask your questions – 
but we don't have to answer them. And so by not hearing the case, the Supreme Court essentially backed up the, the opinion of the lower court. Uh, since then, Bob Schultz and his, uh, his group have been figuring, trying to figure out a way to, to do something else. And uh, that's what I guess you're calling in about the interview, about what that something else was. Is that right, Matthew? Yes, sir. Um, well, here's the thing. I totally support him on the addresses of grievances uh, issue. Mm-hmm. Totally. But he was very, very bad on the immigration issue. Um, he totally was into, well, they don't support, you know, the government should be enforcing these laws. And I'm like, no, they shouldn't be enforcing these laws. But not just that issue, but another issue that was is that he's also one of, uh, a birther. And I'm like, come on, those you're, you stick to the one great issue of the redress of the grievances. But when you when you started to talk about the uh, immigration issue and the birther issue, I'm just like, you know what? You kind of people are going to start tuning out because they hear that to go along with it, and they think, oh, this guy is another you know fringe element. It's just it's unfortunate that he they had to mix all those messages together. I think he's just stick to one point. I, I think, didn't I mean, hear what, I didn't hear the interview because Mark has been doing this Mark's interview series where Mark is interviewing people all on his lonesome uh, people that he's interested in talking to. And boy, had I been sitting in there during that interview, this is one of the reasons why I won't go in on these, because I'll come in and I'll, you know, uh, rain on Mark's little parade there. Mark, <laughs> how did you handle him when he was bringing that, that nonsense up? Well, I'm of the opinion that I, uh, I, I am of the opinion that it, it really doesn't matter that much, this whole, you know, who's born where, because we have, uh, you know, we have fascists born everywhere. However, I think it's very interesting uh, that, that he won't show his birth certificate. Um, if, if Actually, actually, he did show his birth certificate. Uh, if you, go to, you can go to the website, uh, factcheck.org, and they listen some very interesting things. He has shown his birth certificate. But not only that... Wait, wait, um, Matthew, Matthew, what they showed, yeah. have, you, have you seen this birth certificate that you're, you're purporting here? I, yes, I actually saw the webpage. It's and very dubious, seen. isn't it? Okay, but I'll give you that, but let's, let's look at common sense for a second. A white woman in Africa isn't going to draw any attention. I mean, come on, there's, nobody has a picture. She didn't have a passport with a sticker on it. She didn't have a, uh, no one has a plane ticket to show she was over there. I mean, I, I went to Germany and I got a million pictures, and I'm the only black guy who was over there, so everyone else has a lot of pictures too. I was kind of out of place. So I'm just saying it doesn't make much sense that she would be over there and nobody has any evidence that she was there. I mean, you make good points. I think I don't even know what these uh, points are in reference to. I'm so unfamiliar with the situation because I feel like you do, Matthew. That's completely irrelevant uh, because if they were to find out that Barack Obama was unqualified for the office of president, it would just mean that Joe Biden would be the president. And how is that going to be any different? Well, it may that that may or may not be true. That may or may not be true. true. You know, it's the thing is that these birthers believe, you know, in the fantasy world where they get the the opportunity to go in from a courtroom. You see, Your Honor. He's not a real American, you know, and 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 and, and that makes this election legitimate. And it should have been John McCain that was a president who wasn't born in the United States either. Um, and and he, you know, at least at least Bob addresses that in that particular instance. And I think that this is a, you know, it's a far right issue. And uh, you know, I, it's here's a what I stupid here, issue. If I were Barack Obama, Very. here's what I'd do. I'd say, you know, what's important to me, the uh, uh, the St. Jude Hospital. Is important to me. Helping kids with cancer is important to me. It's important to you to see my birth certificate. No problem. 
you get uh, some friends of yours together to put a million bucks together, and I'll show you my birth certificate in exchange for that million dollars, and we'll we'll give it to St. Jude Hospital. And, okay. And, and I'd have a million dollars donated to St. Jude's Hospital because I would have, you know, an old yellow piece of paper that, that looked like looked legitimate instead of this bull crap that they've got online. Right. <laughs> Matthew? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. i got to stop by some kids. But anyway... Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, there's probably some evidence that he wasn't born here, and I'll and I'll go with you down that road. But ev- all the evidence shows that he was. There's newspapers reporting that he was born when he was born in Hawaii, saying, "Oh, the birth of Barack Obama." So there's newspaper clippings. I just I, I wish there are so much more important things people could focus their attention Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Besides, besides where he was born, because like you say, uh, Ian, what? So what if he was? You think they're going to give up the power? Find out tomorrow <laughs> that he wasn't born here. He's not going to give the power up. The Democrats are going to vote him out. Nope. I agree with all that. It it is a dead end issue, and you're not going to get any traction with it. I'm I'm of all of all those opinions. It just shows how how misplaced many of the efforts of people who otherwise would could focus on something useful. I mean this uh, this guy Bob, uh, what's his name? Bob Schultz. Bob Schultz. Uh, he uh, you know uh, he's doing a few useful things by trying to hold the federal government accountable. He's failed over and over again because you really can't uh, work within the system too effectively to actually get it to change. But you know good. Good on him for trying to do some of those things, but boy, talk about even more of a pointless uh, effort. And then, you know, he was also anti-illegal immigrant. This is one of the reasons why I, I got that kind of flavor. I used to subscribe to their emails, and I got that flavor from their emails uh, about a year ago, and I started to just, it really turned me off. The way, I, the I way he was stating it was is that the federal government, its legitimate role is to limit immigration, and, you know, there's an argument to be had there that that is a legitimate role of the federal government. Reading the Constitution... I can see that that's what they come up with out of it. Now, I'm not for it. I'm just saying that that is a legitimate role of the government if you believe the Constitution gives it authority. And what he was saying was these laws should be enforced if we're going to have them. And, you know, we, we got into it over them. this issue. And he, support, and he supports those laws. Well, I don't, he did not claim to support those laws. Thanks, I said Matthew. Those, those, those laws stink. Thank you. For the call. Appreciate he did not it. disagree. Well, good for you on that. I, I appreciate you uh, sticking up for the immigrants on that case uh, and, not, and not pandering to your guest, Mark. It's Free Talk Live. Listen up for something free from Ruger. From now until the end of the year, buy any new Ruger bolt-action rifle and receive a free Ruger-branded Carhartt jacket, both made in America. For more information, go to Ruger.com slash Carhartt. That's Ruger.com slash C-A-R-H-A-R-T-T. Ruger rifles are known for their rugged reliability, handsome style, unique design features, and represent the best value in rifles. Go to Ruger.com and check out a Ruger rifle today. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. That's where you'll find a whole bunch of features, including our Facebook profile. You can go to facebook.freetalklive.com to get right to that and become a fan at facebook.freetalklive.com. Now is the time for you and your family to be armed and trained at levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides just such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. Secure a Front Sight defensive handgun course today, plus 30-state concealed weapons permit, and get a free handgun. Free handgun. Go to FrontSite.com today. That's FrontSite.com. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. Danny is on the line in New York. Danny, you're on Free Talk Live. Danny. Yes, uh, I, yes uh, I'm on, uh, 
I, I go to school right now, and they and they're finally advertising the Civilian National Force. What is that? What a magazine. Yeah, remember when uh, the president said uh, Civilian National Force? You mean uh, you mean National Service? Yeah, but it's Civilian National Force. That's right? what they're Isn't calling what it. Well, it's been mentioned that, but there's an official magazine out for it as of right now. Really? Where, and, and where did you see this? This uh, at a school. And what's the name of the magazine? Brown shirt. <laughs> magazine is the is the Black Collegian, the career for self development magazine for African American students. Well, now wait. How is that a mag? Okay, I'm confused. You saw in the Black Collegian an advertisement for the Civilian National Force? Basically everything. All the companies, uh, you can work for America. It has them on the cover dressed like Uncle Sam. Interesting. Okay, and so what? Uh, what? what's the pitch? You can work for America. What else? That they're advertising for everything. Federal government, mil- civil and military, green economy, STEM centers, and volunteer stuff like AmeriCorps and stuff like that. Mm. And private companies are all in here. AmeriCorps is not volunteer. So anyone who's in this magazine is connected with the government, either full-blown or subcontractor. Interesting. I so uh, appreciate Yes, sir? Say again? They, uh, they are moving up on their – they're stepping up their game. Thanks for the heads up on that, and thank you for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. I just heard the Senior Corps radio advertisement today. When I was uh, awakening in the morning, I awakened to the local talk station here in the area. You must not get out much, because that, that thing's been on a lot for yeah, a I long time. I don't usually wake up to my, to my radio. Normally, I don't really wake up very effectively at all. I need to get better at that. But uh, as I was laying there, sometimes it's more effective if I just lay there for 30 minutes and kind of come to consciousness uh, and it, slowly. That seems to be one of the more effective ways for me to get out of bed. But as I was doing that, I heard one of the, the breaks, and this particular station is apparently not very well sold on their inventory, uh, their commercial inventory. So you hear a lot of the fill-in uh, commercials that are, PSAs. That are like yeah, PSAs or ad council spots. And one uh, of Yes, them, if, if you hear an ad that says it's brought to you by the ad council in this station – that mean it has, means it hasn't been paid for. Correct. And one of the ads was for the senior core, and it was talking about how 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 that one of the they have a bunch of people that sound like they're in their upper ages commenting on how wonderful the the senior core is, and one of them it says it beats moldering to death in your house. Right. One of them says something to the effect of once you get started, you just can't stop. It sounded like it was a, like a drug. <laughs> it sounds like somebody's there with a taser making them work. And once you start, you're hooked. I think it's actually she used the term hooked. Do you think they use hooks instead? I don't know about that, but I do know that the government is absolutely interested in promoting the idea of national, so-called national service. And it's a story we've been following for a long time on this show um, about how it is they're promoting. And they're, they're promoting these... Um, governmental opportunities as volunteer opportunities. Many of them people are compensated for financially, which doesn't mean volunteer. Right. And I'm sorry, the government's about the most ineffective organization. If you're going to volunteer, why would you volunteer for the government? I don't know. I, 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 I don't understand it. But it, it must be because they have such an effective PR campaign. They do get the, the, the free ads. Right, they get the free ads, and they, they are essentially what they're doing is they're, they're tying in these government programs where you, you get paid. They're tying them in with real volunteer opportunities, and they're mixing them all together. 
and they're essentially conflating one with the other. They're they're trying to uh, to make it appear as though working for the government is somehow equivalent to, or actually, in some cases, better than volunteering. When you uh, remember when we got the report from Bile from blogabile.com of from last year's summit that they held on September 11th, Mark, where they yes. they got uh, Barack Obama and John McCain together into the same room, and they were both gushing about how wonderful national service right. is. Sure, uh, volunteering is great for your church and for the Red Cross and right. things like that. That's great and everything, but you're not really volunteering. You're not really serving until you work for the government. That's basically what the message was. I mean, you essentially wrapped up the, whatever was a, a very lengthy uh, get get together they had that was tele- I guess it was televised on C-SPAN or something like that. But uh, you well, just- but you couldn't just come right out and say that nonsense that just came out of my mouth. Um, you know, you have to temper that with they a bunch of basically bull crap. said that though. I mean, they, they basically, did basically that. say that uh, that that the essentially the highest form of service, so called, was working for the state. And so what they want to do, for those of you that you know don't know, I know, I know we have some new listeners on here all the time. In fact, I think some of our stations are are still joining us uh, extra during this week. Um, but for those of you that don't know, they plan on forcing this national service program down your kids' throats. <laughs> Barack Obama said that he needs, he expects to see a, a civilian force, a c- civilian defense force as mm-hmm. big, as powerful, and as well-funded. I'm not making those terms up. That's right. I'm only quoting him as big, as powerful, and as well-funded as the United States military. Oh, good. Right. Another uh, bureaucracy as big, as powerful, and as well-funded as the United States military. Already a full half of discretionary uh, funds from the government. Right. Almost half of its discretion. No. Half of its discretionary budget. I think it's more so than half. calling for an increase of 50%. Then. 50% in the discretionary budget. I mean, that does not include Social Security and things like that. So that's the plan, is to essentially bring as many American youths into their little government service program as possible. Yep, the details, up two, three, four, up two, three, four. Now, of course, the, the details haven't been ironed out yet. Uh, it's been proposed, it's been discussed, but it hasn't actually happened quite yet. Though that caller there was saying that they are advertising something called the Civilian National Force or something to that effect, and that's the first time I've heard of that those those terms strung together in that particular way. But for all I know, they already have some initial uh, program going. I mean, maybe they maybe that's been around for a while. I'll try to look into that and find out a little bit more about what the Civilian National Force is. I'll tell you, I find nothing more disturbing than than this. Uh, uh, you know, th- there's there's things out there that I find kind of close. There was a this uh, this troop of uh, young black men that was doing Barack Obama inspires me da, 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 and in sort of military fatigues mm-hmm. and yeah, I doing saw that, a, that video yeah it, it was a video on YouTube and it was very disturbing and uh, you know there's also the, the the young children singing songs to Barack Obama the God King that's creepy it is creepy now I know that certainly there was the, there was the, the the George Bush cardboard cutout in I Jesus think it was Jesus Camp, Camp yeah. where that the was kids were. Too kind of praying to George Bush. Um, it was Pretty much. It was weird. and They were definitely idolizing George Bush. You know, to me, one way or the other, I don't care if it's Democrat or Republican, state worship is creepy to me. And yeah. it just seems like these people, whether the, you know, I don't care which side of the coin they come from, they just want to grow the government, and it's this cult of personality. They use it again and again. And I, I'm, I'm afraid that it's because... The uh, American people are educated stupid by their system, um, that 
you know that that this wouldn't have ha- I just don't feel like this would have happened 100 years ago when there were fewer public schools and people there were they're much more localized and things it's like that it's 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 true i mean if there are the, the government schools are essentially the indoctrination arm of the state and they exist to uh, inculcate young people with the idea the state is beneficial and the state is wonderful and it uh, you know our state is better than their state and uh, all of that nationalistic nonsense it's very effectively injected into young people's heads uh, by these schools and it's the schools where they're going to reach uh, the american youths to force them into the government national service program now we don't know what the details are if it's going to be that they're first going to go after high schoolers, or they're going to go after college students, or they're going to uh, be three months, or a full year, or uh, we don't know how it's going to be structured, but rest assured, they are busily working to figure it out. We'll uh, let you know when we find out. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. If you've seen the Lakota Nation silver round from the Free Lakota Bank, you know it's one of the most beautiful pieces available today. And a really fun way of giving the Federal Reserve the middle finger. Free Talk Live listeners can get them for the absurdly low rate of $22.30. That's right, $22.30. Call 877-857-9938 or go to silver.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can at once. It's 877-857-9938, silver.freetalklive.com. Bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Uh, once again, 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whether you need to buy stuff uh, that you want or that you need, whatever you need, they've got it uh, most likely in dozens of categories with even used items if you need to save a few extra bucks. You know Amazon. They're the world's largest Internet retailer. And I've always been satisfied with my purchasing from Amazon. Hopefully you will, too. Go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and get the stuff that you want and need. Take the StartPage.com seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, and unlike your old search engine, you'll be completely secure in your privacy inside the search. Start the seven-day challenge today at startpage.com. I have it up in the uh, corner of my little browser there where you can do the, the searches automatically, and it makes me feel comfortable when I see that HTTPS in there because, well, you know that your search is secure. Startpage.com. All right, the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. We just had Danny tell us that he saw an advertisement in a magazine for the Civilian National Force. Now, what he might have been referring to was the Civilian National Security Force, and that's kind of the the term that's being thrown around here um, for what I I suppose is eventually uh, supposed to be this alternative military is not really a military but it's going to be as big as the military and it's going to not focus on killing people around the world but perhaps killing americans or at least arresting them and throwing them into cages for various different things 
Um, and I was looking around during the break trying to dig up some info here, and most of the sites I was clicking on was were fairly slow. But here's something from Infowars.com uh, about H.R. 675. Now, apparently, this is a bill that would amend Title 10 of the U.S. Code to extend and extend to civilian employees of the Department of Defense the authority to execute warrants, make arrests, and carry firearms. Now, the, it's, this hasn't been passed yet, but it's, I guess, one of the many uh, pieces of legislation that they're looking to expand this concept of the civilian national security force. It would essentially uh, allow them to make arrests or carry firearms in regards to any offense against the United States. The Posse Comitatus Act limits the powers of the federal government to use the military for law enforcement. The act prohibits members of the federal uniformed services from exercising nominally state law enforcement, police, or peace officer powers that maintain law and order on non-federal property within the United States. H.R. 675 sidesteps Posse Comitatus by defining law enforcement officer of the Department of Defense as a civilian employee of the Department of Defense. So this is apparently their plan. To avoid posse comitatus, by which I already I thought they had already circumvented that with the Military Commissions Act back in 2006, uh, but I guess they're still circumventing it or something like that. Essentially, they are creating this alternative uh, branch that is not the military that will essentially do what the military would do in a situation where the military was in the streets. Does that make sense? I, it does, yeah. I guess. Uh, so the the Department of Defense includes federal police officers, detectives, criminal investigators, special agents, and game law enforcement officers. In 2005, the Office of Personnel Management partnered with the Department of Homeland Security to create a 21st century human resources management system that fully supports the department's vital mission, blah, 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 blah. I don't really feel like going through the rest of this, but uh, that essentially is, is what's happening here. They're, they're creating an alternative um, military that's not really the military that will likely be as, as uh, structured. Likely, likely to shoot your ass as the military? Yeah, they're likely to be structured and kind of militaristic in the way that they are operating, you know, that there'll be ranks and structure and all of that. Uh, it's just that they won't be called the military. Kind of like how uh, the, when our friend Sam, uh, one of our co-hosts on this show, Sam from ObscuredTruth.com, was in jail, they, have, uh, they had a gym at the jail. Mm-hmm. And because the jail was full, the actual cell blocks were full, they started setting up cots in the gym. Now, it's illegal to house people in a gym in uh, in New Hampshire, apparently. I think it's in the United States, but okay. Maybe the whole United States. So what did they do to get around that? They changed the name from gym to multi-purpose room. Room, yeah. So now it's fully legal to house something like 30-plus people in the gym as long as they refer to it as the multi-purpose room because it's not a gym anymore now that they're housing people there. Mm. It's a multi-purpose room. And so it sounds kind of to me like what they're doing here is, is something very similar. And this is just one of, I'm sure, many bills, and whether or not this actually goes through is is going to be another question. But rest assured, they are working very, very diligently uh, to come up with new ideas to enslave the uh, the American people in the service of the United States. And, of course, you'll uh, be made to look like a, a bad citizen if you don't want to participate in whatever their little national service program ends up being. If... If it is as has been proposed by people like Rahm Emanuel, this is one of the, I guess, the major advisors to uh, Barack Obama, his proposal was something to the effect of bringing all the college kids and, and high school kids into this 
and having them serve for three months, maybe over the summertime, for instance, uh, working, in essence, for the federal government. And the idea would be that it's it's voluntary because, well, you don't have to send your kids to government school. But if you do send your kids to government school, and I don't recommend that you do, but if you do send your kids to government school and you want them to graduate from government school, then in order to graduate, they would have to go through this national service program. So it's it's not coercive in that the the kids aren't forced to because they don't have to go to government school. You could always homeschool them or you could send them to a private school. But you and I both know that most parents aren't going to do that because most parents, well, first of all, probably feel like they can't afford to send their kids to private school. Probably because they've been <laughs> their, their property taxes are so high or their rent so high because, well, the property taxes are overhead on that that they don't, <laughs> you know, that they don't have enough money. I don't know that right. some some people probably wouldn't be very good at managing their money anyway. However, we are talking about their their you know the most important investment to them. So that's their justification is that well I'm already paying so I'll send my kids to the government school and you know they'll get whatever they get for an education. And I'm sure they tell themselves about how great their government schools are in comparison to the other government schools, but that to me isn't saying very much. Yes. But but nonetheless, uh, so they'll essentially make it so that the kids are going to have to go through this program to graduate from the government schools. And because everybody's been in, inculcated with this idea that the government high school diploma is somehow worth something, <laughs> then uh, that's going to result in people wanting their kids to, oh, okay, Johnny, you're going to have to go through this program. I know you don't want to, but you've got to get your high school diploma. And so well, little Johnny or Susie, are gonna, they're going to have to go through what is essentially going to be a three-month-long course, presuming it's three months, maybe it'll be a year. Who knows how long they're going to make this requirement, uh, but they'll have to go through however many months of essentially working for the state. And if you thought the government school was, uh, you know, an effective state indoctrination program, wait until they're told about all the wonderful government benefits they'll be able to get if they just, hey, kids, you could work for the government full time when you get out of school. Don't you want to do that? I mean, look how easy this work is. First of all, the work is so easy. The money's a heck of a lot better than working for a living. Right. No, the average private sector employee makes X and we make X times two because we steal our money. Well, they won't say that. No, no, it, you deserve X times two because you're serving the public, mm. right? So they'll just turn it on real thick, and it's just an awful, tyrannical, frightening idea. And it's one that needs to be uh, refused. It's one that people need to refuse to go along with. And so, you know, as I say, as we learn more about what their plot is, then we'll bring it to you. One of the other proposals on the table beyond um, graduating high school is essentially giving college kids credit. So not giving them cash for working for the state, but essentially giving them like a voucher that is good for toward their college education. And because the state has been pretty effective at artificially inflating the cost of education because, well, educational opportunities at the college level are restricted to those colleges that are essentially obedient to the state or state-run entirely, that means that there aren't a whole lot of uh, free market options, if you will. It's not really a free market at all in in education. The the college marketplace is less, I think, less restricted than the the government high schools, for instance, but nonetheless, it's it's a still fairly restricted place uh, or market segment. And so the federal government is going to, one of the other proposals is, well, you come and you'll work 40 hours for... Uh, for the government program here, whether it's AmeriCorps or the Peace Corps or the Senior Corps, whatever the hell it is that they're they're putting you into, 
or, or the National Civilian Security Force. You come and work 40 hours, and we'll give you $5,000 uh, towards college, or whatever the proposal. It was, I don't remember the exact numbers, but that, that would be it. And, of course, the kids, you know, college students, a lot of them, some of them are paying their own way. <laughs> they it's, got more time than money. It's going to be something that is, uh, is, is attractive to them. So look for that. They're going to go after the college kids and the high school kids first, and then you may see them expand to middle school. Who knows? 800-259-9231. You can share whatever you want with us. Hour number three is coming up. The latest on the polygamy situation. We've got that for you. It is Free Talk Live. This is Ian. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time. You and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the Millionaire Patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a front sight defensive handgun course plus 30-state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar and get your free handgun. Go to frontsight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T dot com. Go to frontsight.com for your training and free gun. Again, that's frontsight.com. This is Free Talk Live, launching into the third hour of the show. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That ever brought to you by SACL, C-A-I, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We bring you the latest here, as promised, on the polygamy sect. And it's been a while since we've talked about this. I don't remember when the uh, the situation originally went down. Oh, apparently March, April 2008. So it's been well over a year since the uh, the raid occurred. Maybe you recall where it was a, essentially a, a fairly large uh, ranch, if you will, or a large plot of land where the FLDS, the Fundamental Church of Latter Day Saints, Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Um, was raided, mm-hmm. an, an armed raid by police against a group of people that are they're not violent. You may disagree with their particular viewpoint. You may not appreciate how they treat women or what their you know yeah. religious beliefs are, but they're not violent. Nonetheless, they came in with uh, men with guns and raided these people's homes and separated children from families, and it was absolutely horrific. Hundreds of people uh, separated from their from their kids. Wasn't it over 400? Well, maybe it'll recap for us here. The Associated Press reporting on the very first, uh, the member of a polygamous sect whose alleged marriages involving underage girls triggered a police raid that swept more than 400 children into state custody last year, goes on trial starting as of yesterday in the sleepy West Texas town of El Dorado. This is the, so this is the first person, I guess, that is uh, has been put on trial. You sure they want to say it? El Dorado? El Dorado? <laughs> Go on, man. The sexual assault trial is a far, a far cry from the occasional drunken driving cases that normally occupy the Schleicher County court system. 
Attorneys on Monday will begin culling the largest jury pool ever called in El Dorado to find or to try to find 14 people in a county of 2,800 who can set aside what they've heard about the sect. Now, this would be an interesting opportunity for someone to do some fully informed jury association outreach. Now, I don't know if it's uh, if it's too late or they've begun culling the jury pool, so probably not too late to get out in front of the courthouse and start handing out fully informed jury association information. I'd be out there every day. Yeah, alerting these people, these potential jurors, to the fact that as a juror, you have the right to vote not guilty because you disagree with the law. And in this case, I absolutely think that is an appropriate thing to do because these people, as despicable as you may believe they are, have not committed a crime. Right. I, I believe that they have a – and they believe this too – they have a, a cultural way of, of believing that is incompatible with sort of normal Western society. Absolutely. And – they're not bothering normal Western society. No, they shut themselves off from it for the most part. They've got motor vehicles. If those women want to leave, they can leave. There are, there are many of them leave to go shopping. Yes, I mean, they leave on a regular basis. They 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 can if they've there are shelters for them uh, from people that have decided to leave. They can choose to leave if that's what they wish to do. These shelters do their best to outreach to these people. If they wanted to leave, they can leave. Look, they may not live the way I want to live, but. They're living the way they want to live, and, and, and they should know, be allowed to. Yes, they've been brainwashed into this, uh, you know, the, this sure. society. But I'll tell you what: so, so have we. you. Yeah. I mean, you you are brainwashed into believing what you believe is right. Now, you may have broken away in a couple of areas, and and I, I applaud you for that. However, you believe what you believe because somebody told you to believe that. So they're looking for the jurors, and Raymond Jessup is the man that is on uh, on trial. He's 38 years old, will be the first man from the Yearning for Zion Ranch to go on trial. He is charged with sexual assault of a child, an underage girl he allegedly married first, and faces up to 20 years in prison if convicted. He's also charged with bigamy, allegedly for marrying a second underage girl, but will be tried on that charge separately. In all, 12 sect men have been charged with crimes ranging from failure to report child abuse. To, did you know it was a failure? It's a crime to actually not report certain crimes? Apparently um, so. Okay. Uh, to bigamy and sexual assault at the ranch where women and girls wear braids and pastel prairie dresses. They've all denied it wrongdoing. That's because in their view, in their culture of the fundamental Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, what they have done is not wrong. In fact, what they've done from their perspective is essentially what God has told them to do. I mean, this is, this is their viewpoint. Just because you don't share it doesn't mean that you should have the ability to shove your viewpoint down their throats and put them in a cold, uh, cold jail cell because you disagree. In all, again, 12 men have been charged. The cases began after a woman in Colorado allegedly called the Texas Domestic Abuse Hotline in March of 2008 and pretended to be a teenage girl with a much older husband who raped and beat her. State authorities swooped in, taking 439 children away from their sheltered lives and hundreds of boxes of documents and family photos to build their case. The Texas Rangers have acknowledged that the hotline information was false, but the caller, even though they know who she is, has never been charged. Sure. The hoaxer, and that's what she is, has, hasn't been charged, but they did take 400 kids away from their families. Right. Based on a hoax. Yep. 
And you would think that this should be thrown out. I mean, you'd think that they should be intellectually honest enough to say, wow, we were duped. Uh, we're sorry, and let's stop doing this to these people. But no, they are fully in the beliefs uh, that these cops are fully within the belief system that their viewpoint is the right viewpoint, that their viewpoint is the viewpoint of God. And, uh, and that's, I'm sure, what a lot of them believe. I'm sure a lot of them believe that, uh, you know, the the uh, yearning for Zion people are very, uh, they're very ungodly in what they've done. But the uh, yearning for Zion people would believe the exact same thing about the Texas Rangers in, in what they've done. So you've got two different, essentially, people with with two different religious viewpoints fighting here, and one of them is willing to use guns on the other. Because the yearning for Zion folks aren't going around threatening these people. They're not going around trying to shove their viewpoint down, um, down the Texas Rangers' throats. 439 children separated from their families. And I remember when we were talking about the stories, it was absolutely heartbreaking. It was horrible what was happening. These 439 kids were put into the hands of the state. They had been taken care of for their entire lives on this Yearning for Zion ranch, then had, had it all ripped away from them. And they were put into the hands of the people that they were told were essentially, you know, agents of Satan. Now, whether you believe all that or not, I certainly don't. I don't believe in such things. You know, I don't believe in Satan or anything like that. But whether you believe it or not, that's what they believed. And so, they essentially, the enemy to them had taken their children from them. I mean, this is one of the most horrific things that you can do to a parent. I can't think of anything worse you could do. I mean, I, 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 I can't even imagine what mental place I would be if the state or the federal government or whomever came and got Jack. I just can't tell you that. Seating a 12-person jury and two alternates for Jessup's case may be a difficult one uh, because most residents of the tiny ranching community know each other. And national and international media coverage made the April 2008 raid poss- impossible to ignore. Now, if these people have been in the community for that long... Then they must know that these people, the uh, when I say these people, if the the regular folk, yeah. those who are not the FLDS, have been in the community, they obviously know that the FLDS has been there, and I'm sure some of them it it bothers them, but many of them must know that, like for instance, the people that are selling them the groceries that they go out to buy, they must know that they're valuable members of the community to some extent. They're out there participating in the economy. They're out there spending money at the local uh, establishments. So they can buy their toilet paper, whatever the heck else they, they buy. I'm sure it's not as much as the average family does. But uh, nonetheless, they're out there participating. They're out there being members of the community to some extent. Are these really your enemy? Are these people, even though they've got a different set of religious beliefs, really that problematic? I mean, they've been, they've been living there for their entire lives. Why is it now that they have to be attacked? Why is it now? Uh, it, why is it going to be so hard for them to find people in this particular... I guess you have to find somebody who doesn't have... a allegedly doesn't have a viewpoint one way or the other, right? But that's going to be impossible. It is going to be impossible. So I don't know what they're going to do in this case. Maybe they'll just... I mean, you're going to have to find a, a real brain-dead mouth breather to find to not find somebody who doesn't have an opinion on this toll-free numbers 800-259-9231 your thoughts on the polygamy situation i think that if that's what you want to do if you want to marry multiple people you should be free to do so it's free talk live bring up anything 
Register now for the Republican Liberty Caucus of New Hampshire's Liberty in 2010 reception. Dr. Thomas Woods, the New York Times bestselling author of Meltdown, will be explaining the economic crisis and the role of the Federal Reserve. Successful investment fund manager Larry Lepard will share his perspective on the meltdown, including advice on how to protect your investments. Proceeds will be used to help pro-liberty Republican candidates win their primaries in 2010. Register at nhrliberty.org. That's nhrliberty.org. This is Free Talk Live, inviting you to take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We have a chat room. It's open 24 hours a day. Best time to go in, of course, is during the live show. Chat.freetalklive.com. We'll get you to it. It's free. That's chat.freetalklive.com. Audible.com offers over 60,000 downloadable audiobooks, magazines, radio shows for your iPod or MP3 player. Uh, many of them are unabridged. They do, they do have abridged versions over there, too, if that's what you prefer to, to listen to. But you can check them out. And these are not off-brand or old books. They're new ones and uh, the best sellers. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Try out a free one. It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL to try out a free audiobook. We are bringing you the latest on the FLDS situation, something we've been covering since the day it happened, because it's a true human tragedy story. And I'm not talking about the, the tragic part of, that you might think of, and that it would be that someone would suggest it's a tragedy that these young girls are subjected to this, this particular lifestyle. And I may have some agreement there. You know, from, from my perspective, I think it would be better had they not been born into the particular FLDS lifestyle, the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But there, is tragic, uh, there are tragic situations like that all over the world. People all, in a lot of places are living lives that I myself would not find uh, too tasteful. But that's just how things are. People have different values. They have different beliefs. And that's okay. If, they, um, <laughs> if you decide to limit how these people can be and their way of uh, sort of living, then they can do it to you. Now, in these people's case, they aren't trying to do it to you in the same way that the Amish people are not trying to force you to turn off all of your power. So the difference is that people who are leaving others alone should be left alone. And if you think that these kids should be saved somehow, should be rescued uh, from the FLDS, then I would invite you to do what you can to influence them in your direction. As you mentioned earlier, Mark, there are organizations that help people escape from these very, very devout religious sects. And I think that's fine. I think that's appropriate. I mean, if, if you can approach one of these ladies on the street or these young ladies on the street and, and talk sense into them, doesn't seem like you'll be successful. But if you can do that, then by all means, you should be able to do that. Just don't come in with guns and steal their children from them, which is what happened in this case. Over 400, 439 kids were taken away from their parents. Now, in this case, what they're looking for is to see the jury, a 12-person jury that has apparently no idea about what happened with this particular case. And District Judge Barbara Walther, this according to USA Today, uh, District Judge Barbara Walther said at a pretrial hearing, perhaps I should ask if anyone has not heard. It's extremely unlikely we'll have anyone who will say they have not heard about this trial. The YFZ ranch, even before the raid, had been the talk of the town after members of the Fundamentalist, Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints turned a patch of West Texas scrub into a compound that included gardens and a towering limestone temple. 
Speculation grew about life in the secluded community when the sect's leader, Warren Jeffs, was placed on the FBI's most wanted list, accused in Arizona and Utah of arranging underage marriages with sect girls. Jeffs, who is revered as a prophet by FLDS members, was captured in 2006 and convicted in Utah as an accomplice to rape. He's jailed in Arizona awaiting trial. This is not real rape. This is... You know, statutory rape. Statutory rape, yeah. It's the kind of rape where it's an insult to women who were actually raped. Yeah. Uh, women who were raped against their will. That's what, to me, that's to me, and I'm not a woman, so I, I really don't have that much room to comment on this issue. But to me, that if you're forced into sex, and you've said, that, you know, if you said no, and somebody has sex with you anyway, that's rape. If you are forced into having sex... Some sort of sexual um, intercourse or sexual play of some sort, that's rape. I, you know, I'm disturbed by the idea of much older people having sex with much younger people. I find that disturbing. However, at the age of 13 or 12 or whatever, I would have known by and large what I was doing. I, I, can, just, I can just say that. I mean, you know, I, I was a 13, 12, 13-year-old, 13 11-year-old boy, mm-hmm. and I imagined sex. I, you know, I knew what it was, by and large, understood the mechanics of it. And so doing it, I would have known what I was doing and choosing to do. And that's not rape. Right. Uh, and in this it's case, it's weird if it's with somebody significantly older. I feel that the, the level of manipulation is higher. I think that that's it's true. wrong. But especially if, you know, especially if they're saying, I am God's chosen one and I will have sex with you. Yeah, that's that's disturbing. That's what they do. Um, But that's their thing. That's their lifestyle. That's their culture. And in this case, mom is okay with it. Because mom is part of this, right? I mean, the, the mothers of these children are in this cult, too. And they've been raised to believe that this is okay. And so they're raising their kids to believe that this is okay. They're raising their daughters with the expectation that once they hit 12 or whatever the hell the age is that they end up getting pawned out to these people like Warren Jeffs, they're raising them with the expectation that, you know, honey, when you get old enough, you're going to marry a nice 50-year-old man. That's what they do. And they get rid of the boys. I don't know how they, they managed to, 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 to let the boys in on that one. Isn't it funny how all the boys just leave at about 14? Yeah, I don't know either. But uh, Warren Jeffs is jailed in Arizona, awaiting trial on charges relating to underage marriages there, faces sexual sexual assault and bigamy charges in Texas. During the raid, some local residents gave food, supplies, and other support to authorities while they were encamped in the Schleicher County, or two, the women and children moved away from the ranch during the raid. Jessup's attorney said it was likely that potential jurors would be asked about any involvement in the raid. The county seat summonses, excuse me, the county sent summonses to 300 potential jurors, nearly one-sixth of the county's registered voters, in hopes of seating a jury there. This is ex- going to be an expensive process for this county, isn't it? I'm I, sure they'll get some federal help. Yeah, the, the, the state's probably involved in a, a fair amount of this. But if the lawyers can't get a full panel, the trial could be moved to an adjoining county. The last jury and panel back in the late 1990s decided the... The last jury was in the late 90s in El Dorado? Decided the punishment of a drug possession. <laughs> decided the punishment of a drug possession defendant who pleaded guilty but wanted a jury to decide the penalty. Mankin remembers because he was on that jury. Got summoned again for Jessup's trial, as did his college-age son and mother. This is the editor of the El Dorado Success, the town's weekly newspaper. Few criminal cases go to trial in a county where charges are mostly related to drugs or alcohol. So really, it's true. They haven't had a jury trial in about a decade. <laughs> 
Again, and that goes, just as an aside, that goes back to a comment that I like to make, and that is that if more people who are charged with things like drugs and alcohol were to actually take their trials to juries, were to actually go ahead and not plea out, these towns would go bankrupt. They wouldn't be able to afford this. It's an interesting uh, point. However, um, I think one thing that people are disturbed by this whole uh, you know, FLDS uh, subculture is is that it's going on right here in America. It well, is. It is going on right here in America if you consider that you know these lines on a map and everything inside is, is America. But these people are not in your backyard. They are not bringing their stuff to your uh, you know city and make and making their lifestyle important to you. No, they're not trying to recruit your daughters. They are living in compounds by and large if you want to use that term, you know, walled off city areas. Mm-hmm. They're completely separate. If it wasn't for those lines on a map, they'd be essentially their own little country. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this issue. I think that these people should be left alone, and it's absolutely tragic what's happening to them. I hope somebody gets out there and does some jury nullification, but in a small town, I don't know if it's going to happen. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give the features free, so enjoy those on us. Those features include our archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the site, and they're yours for free at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live has teamed up with Midas Resources to bring you some low-cost, very affordable, and, uh, you know, honestly easy to pick out gold and silver pieces. When I was first looking at getting precious metals, um, you know, I'd, I'd been convinced that it was a good idea to have in my portfolio from probably 2001, 2002. However, when I got involved, I, you know, there, there's so many options were portrayed to me that I just didn't have any idea. I became overwhelmed, and I just stepped back. Because I didn't know what the best thing to do was. Um, so I tried to make it easy for our listeners to get some gold and silver in their hands that they can use that's going to be priced. The most important thing is the price that you buy it at. And these are low-cost pieces. They don't have a lot of numismatic value. However, they are numismatic, and that means that the government can't take them away from you because they're collectors, or at least if you use that the rule that they used the last time. Uh, go to gold.freetalklive.com. You can take a look at what I've what I what I've chosen for our listeners, and they're essentially there for their gold and silver value. It's gold.freetalklive.com. The deals are good, and I think you'll be happy. We're recounting and recapping what happened about a year and a half ago in Texas, El Dorado, uh, Texas, where over 430 plus uh, young people, children, were stolen from their families. At the Yearning for Zion Ranch, a fundamentalist church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints compound that existed in the city where people have been living peacefully amongst their neighbors for a long time. Certainly some of their neighbors disagreed with how they were choosing to live. And that how could they not? Some of them were, uh, you know, these, these are people who have multiple wives. They are polygamists or bigamists, bigamy being two wives or two uh, marriage partners, and polygamy, I suppose, being two or more. 
And so, yeah, people disagreed with their viewpoint, but they were allowed to remain unmolested by the state for quite a long time until all of a sudden an anonymous phone tip came in from somebody who claimed, found out later they were making it up, someone who claimed that uh, they were a teenage girl who lived at this uh, the compound, they had a, that this person had a husband who raped and beat her. It was on that basis, the basis of a phone tip, and this isn't unusual for the police as to how they behave. There are plenty of examples of how the police have gone and raided people's homes based on an anonymous tip line, which I, I find really outrageous. The idea that you can just make a phone call to an anonymous tip line and have the police raid somebody's home over it is sick to me. But nonetheless, that's what happened. They came in and they stole these children. They took them away from their parents. And eventually, as it says here, the children were later returned to their mothers or other relatives. And none at these at this time remain under the oversight of state officials. Thank goodness. Now, their, their lives were torn apart. Yeah. Uh, the kids were just, I mean, shattered. They're... Their existence was shattered by this. I mean, they... I, you know, if, I can't imagine what it would be like. Uh, Jack, my son, is 19 months old, I think, today, um, or relatively recently, <laughs> and he, uh, you know, th- these these times are so important to him. If you're talking about a, basically these kids were married off at 12, so yeah. largely what you're talking about are young children. You're not talking about teenagers. Well, they here. still took the teens away from. Did they? Okay. Um, either way, you're talking about a great deal of young children, and I just can't imagine what it would be like for Jack to be separated from his mommy for four months. I mean, that it's it's a third of his life. I, he he would be. Excuse me, a quarter of his life. It would be huge in his developmental yep. process. It would. It could be. It could. It could affect him for the rest of his life. Stevens and Assistant Attorney Jared. Uh, excuse me, er, atten, Attorney General Eric Nichols. I said that one on purpose. Have agreed to consult with Walther throughout jury selection. Uh, I think that's the judge. Anyway, and testimony of a host of on a host of contentious issues, including the late false, excuse me, the false report that triggered the raid, Jessup's alleged multiple marriages, and an appellate court decision slamming the state for moving all the ranch children into foster care. The children were later returned to their mothers. Nichols said the trials expected to last two weeks. Authorities have said little about the allegations against Jessup, but documents seized from the ranch indicate the assault charge stems from his alleged marriage to an underage girl. The girl later became pregnant and was in labor for several days in August of 2005, but after Jessup continued excuse me consulted with the sect leader Jeffs the girl wasn't taken to the hospital allegedly out of fear that hospital authorities would discover her age and turn in Jessup so much for your medical uh, conditions being anonymous or or private uh, I knew that the girl being 16 years old, if she went to the hospital, they could put Raymond Jessup in jeopardy, of the pros- in jeopardy of prosecution, as the government is looking for any reason to come against us there, said Jeffs in one of the numerous alleged journal entries confiscated by the government people. One of Jeffs' daughters allegedly married Jessup the day she turned 15. The bigamy charge pertains to that relationship. Under Texas law, generally no one under 17 can consent to sex with adult. Uh, with with an adult, FLDS members who believe in polygamy, who believe polygamy brings glorification in heaven, historically have lived around the Arizona Utah line. But the sect brought a ranch on the outskirts of El Dorado about six years ago. Hundreds of FLDS members, including many of the 439 children initially taken to the child, initially taken by child welfare authorities, have returned to the log cabin style homes there. So what I want to point out about this is that they're back. 
You took over 400 kids away from their parents. You traumatized these children and these poor mothers. I saw some of the footage and the interviews of these people was absolutely horrible how they were being treated and their families been torn apart. And what amazes me is that, uh, you know, one of these men did not just go off. That's what amazes me. They, these peaceful people really, guys. Yeah, they really do have, uh, you know, they, they got something going on because I'm, uh, you know, if you went just down the street and went to people's houses and took their kids, 400 of them, Somebody's you're going to find yeah. somebody They're who's going to pull a gun and start shooting bureaucrats. Probably, probably true. Um, but in this case, they're back. They're still at the, the compound. They're still living their lifestyle. You haven't stopped them. Did you think those of you that support this kind of action, did you think you would? Or is this just some kind of thing where you just get off on hurting people? I mean, well, they're doing what they think is best, and then they, you know, find that they've, you know, can't, they, they, they can't sustain it or whatever. Well, you know, the, the only reason why they, they've got 12 men they're charging here in this case, 12 men being charged with crimes ranged from failure to report child abuse to bigamy to sexual assault at the ranch. Remember how they figured that out, how to charge these guys? Remember? No. Well. What they were asking, uh, they were they were questioning these kids about who daddy was. So they were essentially on a big fishing expedition here. Oh. They separated these families. They took the children from uh, mom and dad. And then they went on this process of questioning the kids and questioning the moms and questioning the dads and f- trying to find out well, okay. Who's, who's related to whom? Right. Who's married to who? Whose kids are whose? And, you know, how old are you? Okay, you're 20 years old now, but how old were you when you had your kid? You were 15 then, so therefore when you, were, when you had sex, it was illegal. Who did you have sex with? They had to piece all of this information together because these people are pretty self-sufficient. They don't necessarily... They also have a tendency to switch families around mm-hmm. because if, uh, if a man falls into disfavor with the Pope guy there, um, the one who's in charge, the, you know big poobah, that guy can literally take all his wives and give them to some other guy, and so the children sort of belong to the women, and then the women belong to the, the, the Pope, and the Pope delegates the women to whomever is in favor at that time. Mm. So these families are somewhat fluid. It really does take a village to raise a bunch of FLDS kids, right. brainwashed FLDS kids. So what I'm pointing out here is that these 12 guys they're charging likely wouldn't have been charged with anything had they all kept their mouths shut. And I don't know how many of them talked or what they said, but these are people that don't probably know very much about their you know, rights under the American system. And the legal system. The legal they, system. They do their very best to, uh, to, to, to segregate themselves from uh, the rest of the world. Of course they don't know. And they my, live in log cabins. They don't have power. My board op is reminding me that uh, there was an element where the bureaucrats were telling them that they'll give their kids back if they'll just take paternity tests. Oh, yeah, they were doing this. So this is what they Thank were trying to for do. That board op. They were trying to dig and dig and dig so they could find something to charge these people with. Anything they were charged with, they likely incriminated themselves on. And they're back. They're all back in the compound. It's free talk lot. Bring up whatever you want.
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only in moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it now to 1 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 800 259 9231. And tonight it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free, and if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, and get on more radio stations across the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Head on over to amp.freetalklive.com, and you'll get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. Incorporate your business, create a will or living trust, even register a trademark. They're empowering you and protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order LegalZoom.com. So they went in with their guns and their SWAT teams and their tanks and whatever the hell else they had, the dogs, who knows what they brought out. The full-on SWAT raid on these poor people in uh, in Texas, these FLDS folks, the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, stole over 400 children from their parents, separated families, just terrorized these poor people. And now they're all back. Well, all except for 12 of them, which are facing charges. 12 of the men are facing charges. And I can tell you that with 400 kids, probably a few more than 12 men in the entire compound. What about the rest of them? How come the rest of the men have not been brought up on charges? How come the wives haven't been brought up on... If you are being brought up on bigamy charges, is that only going to be brought against the man? If it's the man that has more than two wives, if the wives have a co-wife, does that mean they are immune from bigamy charges? Were they yeah, not they consenting? Like the, they, they basically sound like the victim in that one. Yeah, sure. I see. So what was the purpose here? What, what was the intent of the, the government people? Was it to teach them a lesson? Because it doesn't seem like you taught them a lesson. Seems like they're still doing their FLDS thing on the very same compound on which they've been doing things before. Right, the very same place that you gave them their children back. If these people were so dangerous that you had to take their kids away, had to break up their families um, in order to give them all this trouble, then why did you give the kids back? Yeah, right, why? They must not be in danger, right? Well, oh, well, then there's also the fact that uh, they couldn't pay for it. Because, I mean, can you imagine how much money it costs to take care of 400 kids? Can you imagine? I mean, the welfare system, I know it's pretty bloated and everything, but to take on in this little town of 2,800 uh, people to all of a sudden have to parcel out, and I know they sent them to other counties and things like that, but to, to handle, to deal with the uh, the logistics of handling 400-plus kids and and essentially shoving them onto the system, that's got to be pretty difficult for those bureaucrats to handle. So I'm sure they didn't really relish the idea of continuing to spend money on taking care of those kids. But you're right, Mark. They let them back. So what was the problem? What were they intending to accomplish? Were you trying to teach them a lesson? Because they're still believing what they believed. In fact, your actions, and when I say you, I mean the government people of Texas, your actions reinforced their belief system. 
I mean, they were raised with this this uh, belief system that, you know, the great Satan or whatever the heck they call their you know, evil doing belief, whatever God thing that they believe in, you know, that I think that's Satan, they, that Satan would be coming for them, that you know, the agents of the agents of the state are essentially the agents of Satan and that uh, they, they would do horrible things to them. And sure enough, the, they did horrible things. Bing. So your arrests of these men, your separating of these children fed right into their belief system. You you justified what they believe. You haven't torn apart their beliefs. You just tore apart their families for a few months. So what else were you trying to accomplish? What else could it have been? And you were right when you said it. It was it was they were searching for evidence. Now they've got evidence against these guys. They just want to throw a few of them in jail to show, you know, hey, look, we're, we're doing charge. something about this uh, polygamy thing. And they're not doing no. anything about the polygamy thing. They're not. And what if they did what if they did throw them all in jail? What if what if they came into the uh, the compound there and they took every single one of the men, let's see, 400 kids, multiple wives. Let's just say they're 50 guys. Okay. Okay. Uh let's say they took all 50 of them and they put them all in jail. Well, great. Now all of the productive people in the uh, El Dorado, Texas area get to pay for the imprisonment of 50 men who otherwise hadn't done anything as far as a criminal act. They hadn't harmed anybody. They hadn't stolen anything or burned anything down or or hurt anybody. But now you've got to pay $40,000 a year or whatever it is that Texas pays for a year that these these people are going to be in jail times 50. So now instead of just leaving these people alone, Instead of just allowing them to live their lives in whatever weirdo belief systems they have on their little ranch where they keep to themselves, except for when they leave to, you know, take care of a few things like buying toilet paper. Instead of just leaving them alone, they were plenty self-sufficient. Now, some people would say that they were actually using the welfare system. I don't know if there's any truth to those claims. Not sure about that. It seems it's my understanding that that's true. They do use the welfare system to some extent. However, we don't throw other people in jail that use the welfare system. Right. I mean, and, and the welfare system is the problem there, not the fact that they're using it. Sure, we've got a welfare problem. Exists. We don't have a uh, marriage problem. So, uh, so you know, they'd gone and they'd arrested all of these guys. Then everybody would be paying for to, you know, the incarceration of men who otherwise were not a burden, who otherwise were taking care of themselves and taking care of their families and leaving everyone else alone. It's just so tragic. And we'll, you know, as we learn more about what happens here uh, to these these twelve men, because none of them have been found guilty yet, they're just now starting the trials. They had to subpoena over three hundred people, just for the hopes that they'll be able to find a dozen of them that are relatively unbiased about this. I can't imagine how much is this all going to cost in a town of twenty eight hundred people. Um, I I can't I can't see how people aren't biased on this issue. Sure, they're going to be biased, which is why I'm saying, how much is it going to cost for them to find those 12 people, the needles in a haystack? They're going to hunt far and wide over West Texas. And to what's that to find going them. to I think cost? it's West Texas. How much are they going to have to spend to just panel this jury, let alone go along with uh, go on with this trial? Or the, the 12 trials. As they said, they're going to f- uh, try the first guy that they were talking about on two different things in two different trials. So he's in one trial for this, then they've got to impanel another jury on the other trial. This is an incredibly costly endeavor, and it has resulted in nothing except terrorizing these poor families. This resulted in nothing. 
right? I don't feel too bad for the guys in this in this circumstance, but it's the they love their kids. I bet I'm sure they do. Uh, you know, but uh, you know they they got this weird thing with multiple wives and young wives, and like uh, to me they're not the they're not the victims in this particular circumstance. However, I, I you know I, I, an argument can be made. I think they're victims. But I think they're. Maybe... I feel the worst for these kids and the the the, the women and mm-hmm. all that other stuff. I mean, do we really have to disrupt this entire generation of people in order to so that the rest of them will live like we want them to live? It's never going to happen. It doesn't matter how much. Go ahead, go ahead and just start arresting all of the fundamentalist uh, FLDS people. Go ahead, arrest them all, put them all in jail. What do you think that's going to do? It hasn't changed the marijuana smokers. They're going to get out, and they're going to keep living their lives. They, unless you keep them there for the rest of their lives, I suppose that could change something. But with uh, the the millions of drug users in this country, the war on drugs has been going on for decades. Drug use hasn't gone away. And they've, they're incarcerating 1.5, arresting rather, and a lot of them are being incarcerated, but 1.5 million people are being arrested for drug crimes, so-called, every single year. Have have fewer people been using marijuana year after year? No. I, I think that uh, wanting to uh, change your mental state is a much more um, uh, you know integral part of the human experience than having multiple wives. I think that that's sort of societal. And I do think that you really could incarcerate all the men and you might really eradicate this issue. You might really do that. But... It's at what cost and who are they to say? You know, that's the kind of thing. I'm not interested in paying for it. Me neither. Leave those people alone. Most of them are living far away from everybody else. The people that are in Arizona and Utah, they mentioned the Arizona-Utah border where a lot of them live. They are living in these uh, areas that are very, very far off the beaten path. (laughs) You know, they, they barely even exist to the rest of us. So just leave them alone. 800-259-9231. What I'm pointing out, though, is that it doesn't matter. Even if you were to go ahead and arrest the uh, the men, that's not going to change the viewpoint of these wives. Of the, they still they still have their views. Yeah. They've they've been growing up in this culture in this FLDS world. This is their life, and so just because you come in and arrest their husbands isn't going to mean anything. They're probably going to raise their kids with the same belief set that they've that they were raised on, except now they'll be teaching them how evil the government people are. And who knows? Who knows what the, what would what, what become of uh, you know what the consequences, the unintended consequences would be of uh, taking some sort of mass action against these folks? It's absolutely sick. And and uh, and people well, people just why can't I hope someday Americans just come to the conclusion. That in order to be free, they have to allow others to be free. And that includes the weirdo FLDS people. It includes the people that are smoking pot that you may not like, and the FLDS people that you may not like, and people that have different values and beliefs than you do. If you ever want to be free, you've got to learn to, to allow others to be, to be free as well. All right, so that's about it for that. We're out of time tonight. Vinny in here with you. And Mark. See you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. If you're paying more than $14.95 per month for DSL, you are paying way too much. It's time to make the switch to DSL Extreme, the nation's number one internet service provider. DSL Extreme is fast, and at $14.95 per month, it's cheaper than dial-up. Plus, you get free spam protection, a free modem, and 24-hour-a-day free local tech support with no setup fees. Service restrictions apply. Call 1-866-2-GET-NET. That's 1-866-2-GET-NET. Or go to DSLExtreme.com.